Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How long gone is here? It is Thursday. You're listening Friday. Hope you're having a bomb ass Friday, Chris. What's up with you, bro? Oh, it's I'm 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 kind of feeling it, TJ. To be honest, I've had a lot of stuff happen. That did feels... you run out of microdose? No, no, no. My microdoses, don't worry, it's still fine. That's not a problem. Um, okay. No, it's just you know my my street is a fucking mess because they're trimming the trees, so it's just a shit show out here. Oh guys everywhere no parking available but yeah and then and then last episode while we were recording my vehicle got towed (laughs) i haven't (laughs) been towed since i was probably 20 years old you know like just Mm -hmm. but i had i had parked in a red zone which is something i tend to do because there's a great spot right in front of the house um that usually (laughs) i'm rarely ticketed for that but i mean it, it it is shocking that you last that you went that long parking potentially hundreds of times in a red zone in West Hollywood, a notoriously parking attendant, yes, you know, friendly z- zone. You they know? respected it ain't, my, it ain't city of industry. They respected my genus f- for years, it seems like, and, and kept me off the shit list. But this time there was an added bonus because of uh, my kind of lack of concentration and being spread too thin. I did forget to pay my registration for maybe a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was rocking the 2020. No I was rocking the 2022 sticker. Yeah, and um, they love when that happens. They picked me up for that. So I so uh, while we were recording, this happens. I then go drive to the DMV directly after in the other car. I drive to the DMV and <laughs> sit in line for 20 minutes. They call my number. I explain what happened. They ask for my VIN number and license plate. I pay them fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, they give me all that uh, you know covers all my fees. It updates the registration for you know till twenty twenty four. So then I think I'm in the clear, <laughs> and I leave. I, as I'm leaving the DMV parking lot, I notice that the other car has a flat tire. <laughs> so I pull in to the 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 local European uh, you know garage that we take the car to for service. Mm-hmm. He he's like, oh, you're good. Let me fill it up for you. He helps me out. I give him a twenty. Right. I'm on my. I go back. I go back to the house. I park that car. I get in an Uber and I go to the impound yard mm-hmm. that is weirdly next to High Mat of all places. That's convenient. And the I get to the I get to the impound yard and and you you can imagine how friendly they are. Um, <laughs> they buzz you in like you're. They, they, you get buzzed in like you're literally going to visit a prisoner in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. And I, I, I get to the window and I'm like, hey, I just need to pick up my car. Here's my registration. And they're like, oh, we can't help you. You don't have your release ticket. And I'm like, what? No one told me about a release ticket. What is that? They're like, oh, you have to go down to Wilshire, get this release ticket, bring that back, and then you, we can charge you $350 to get the car back. <laughs> so I have to Uber to this you know, office building on Wilshire, 
wait in another line, get this ticket, then go back to the impound yard, pay $350, and then I was able to leave with my, my automobile. Jesus. This is so... I mean, it. So it was, I feel bad for you. I'm sympathizing, but it is refreshing to see Chris Black do them jeans stuff i will say well you know you know what it was i was talking about it yesterday uh i went to meet tim and at at community goods and and i was talking about this and it's like when this this kind of stuff would happen to you when you were like 20 and you had no money it was like a real problem like i i can remember having to be like what the fuck like i don't have 300 dollars to do this so the fact yeah like your car gets towed and you're like well just keep it. It's yours now. Like yeah, yeah, I, no, I will never this, be every day. It goes. It's another three hundred dollars, and you're like you're compounded, and you're like this is my new life. I guess I'll be homeless. Yeah, this is my. No, it's literally. I was literally. I remember being like, this Honda Civic has a hole in the door, and it doesn't. It might not be worth it. I might. I might save money if I just leave it here. Um, I'm going to donate it to NPR. The silver lining. It's a nice tax break. The silver lining was that you know what. The financial part sucks, but at least I can afford it, and it doesn't break me. And I'm I'm lucky to to be in that position. So I was able. She said it's a gratitude exercise. I, Namastizzle. Good for you. I Chris. turned it into a gratitude exercise, and I know that might be surprising for you, but I, that's called growth. Well, I would say that so, an exercise like that and a lesson like this, learning it, it's priceless. But in this instance, you can put a price on. It. It's about fifteen hundred bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's about yeah. It's a priceless eighteen hundred and fifty dollar lesson. It's a it's a price of a of a modestly loaded MacBook Air. We're not talking about the new yes. M three matte black. <laughs> this is sort of a straight down the line. Yeah, eight gigs of RAM. <laughs> still, still a useful machine. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, it, it's it's fine. Um, that it, it it didn't it wasn't great because I've been very busy and it really fucked. I was like on calls in the back of Uber. It was just not. It was not great, but um Damn. we're back baby your life is a was a was a depressing movie and congrats on on being uh having having your registration tags up to date like an adult thank you i think i, I don't think it's it, it has nothing to do with your lack of responsibility i'm gonna say it's because you're you're just so used to being a, a new york city kind of guy where these types of things you know what if you have you don't have to deal with it for a long time you just kind of forget. No, you know? no, honestly, it, it feels that, like that. That I, muscle, that reflex is gone. Yeah, I haven't done that in. I mean, yeah, it it, it feels like I was I was like twenty years old. It, it was the was mm-hmm. the like fit feeling I was having physically. But we're back. Yeah. We're live. Uh, we're getting ready for our show on Saturday. We're we have a big night out tonight. I have a big night out tomorrow night. The fun doesn't stop. The the, ri- the writer's strike is over. Oh, thank the writer's strike is We're over. We're all celebrating. Thank God all these cartoons with bad jokes can come back on the air. Stir Crazy will be slammed this weekend. <laughs> oh, actually, they're all closed the, this weekend. Tonight and tomorrow. All the yeah, all the local eateries that have been suffering. Uh, speaking of local eateries, we should talk about what I did last night. Oh yeah, okay. I, I went to I drove thirty five minutes um in traffic to the beautiful neighborhood of Los Feliz. Uh, to dine at a restaurant I've heard a lot about, but never really been to, called All Time with friend of the show Ryan O'Connell. Yes, 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 yes. He loves it there, and I have to say, the crowd and staff was very attractive. Like maybe the most attractive I've seen in L.A. in a very long time, in like a nice way, not okay. in, not in like a Beverly Hills way, in like a real way. 
Um, ran into okay, Annie, okay. Hamil- so Annie that, Hamilton. That was is there. a selling point. Yeah, Annie Hamilton was there. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You know, it was okay. it was a selling point. But I have to say, I was skeptical, and I don't know why I'm skeptical of this restaurant. It just feels like a place that I I don't know. I just I just didn't go there. No one I know really goes there, right. or I don't yeah. hear about it that often. It, just, it to me, it always seems like just a place where rich families like pick up their like to go food kind of thing. It was bumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bumping. Bump. It is bumping. But it was it was good. It was good. There was a great burrata. The salad, the big salad that they're famous for was delicious. Ryan had a steak and then the salad. Yeah, sal- what's up with the big salad? It's just a giant salad with a nice lemony People dressing. People talk about it. It's got a nice lemony dressing, some seeds. I, I didn't read closely. Obviously, it's dimly lit. Wait, with your mouth, was it, was there anything beyond standard lettuces and, and vinaigrette that makes this a $40 salad beyond its size and volume to, to be fair to to be fair it's not $40 it's like $23 okay. which at that point is not okay. that crazy that that's not really that crazy i, I mean maybe it changes that's a caesar at craigs yeah well the, the the real problem was that it had some sort of fruit in it that i didn't notice like thinly sliced apple maybe or pear probably persimmons are in season not to be that bitch you know i hate that you know i hate that so i was a little upset with that but overall, the desserts were fucking amazing. Keep your fruits out of my salad. It was quite good, and I don't know if I'll be heading back over there because it's such a haul. But the but it was good, and I I was impressed by the looks of the crowd, which you mm. know that's all I'm kind of really there for. And they have that their beer and wine. They don't have a full bar, right? Yeah, I, or do I, they I, not have alcohol? No, at no, all? they have wine. Uh, they do not. I don't think okay. they do have a full bar. That's a good point. You know, but these like. Richless many places don't families with the Volvo station wagons. They they don't all they want is natty. They don't they're not ready for the hard stuff. I'm not expecting it to. They're not ready for the hard stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we we should go check it out. It, it's honestly it, it was good. I would I, I'll go back with you. I want to hear your opinion on it. Uh, can somebody else pay? It's not it's not that's the thing. Also, I feel like people said it was really expensive. It's not that expensive. Uh, yeah, I guess you know, everyone I know who's talked about it, they said it's a little pricey, but they're like, what did you get? And you're like. Well, we got the whole halibut for seven, and you're like, okay, well, you know, the f- I mean, that's going to be a high the, ticket the item. The portions are very American. I have to say, I was stunned by the size of the portions. Okay, plentiful. Okay, then. Um, did you? Uh, oh, also, we recorded an episode that's going to come out on uh, on Monday instead of our one on one pods because we did too many one on ones in Australia. But we have friend of the show, uh, star of stage and screen, Nathan Lane, coming up. So that'll be a nice little treat. He's very funny. Um, a lot of people are hitting me up about the Mountain Goats episode. They're like, what the fuck was that? Carolyn listened to it. She's like, this guy, I don't like anything that he's talking about, but I like listening to him talk about it. You know what that's, I mean? That's the magic of being a professional broadcaster, even if it's by accident. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, he's so fun to talk to and so fun to listen to. I'm never going to play Magic the Gathering, and I'm probably never going to go to Durham, North Carolina. But that's okay. That's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still, that's what we do this for is we want to introduce, you know what I mean? Maybe a, a different flavor into the into the profile if we can. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll be doing that today with our guests. Uh, b- because as he's well. from, well, yeah, he's from our enemy, the ringer. <laughs> um, so this is kind of a battle royal uh with the with the ringer no he's he's an og he's also a professional broadcaster actually yeah. and he goes back with friend of the show david cho um an og blogger my my uh my he said he's a music head yes he's a philly guy you know but but it, it is sort of i feel like we're talk whenever we talk to people from the ringer you know i guess our guests today especially like it's it is the same formula 
that we have. It's, you know, two dudes talking about something kind of at length and, you know, you have a little diversion and you go off on a tangent about something else randomly. But, but the things that we're talking about are like regional Krishna hardcore bands and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. A, what, yeah, yeah. A, a salad at a restaurant that no one's ever been to. Yes. And they're, they're talking about like professional football and the Marvel universe. Yeah. So and the difference it's it's much more palatable yeah, yeah. to the average person. <laughs> that difference is stark. Which makes and, me feel like I'm leaving some money on the table, you know? Wait, that's what I was going to say. That difference is stark, but it seems to be working <laughs> out for them financially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just makes me wonder if we I guess we should double down on our on our Travis Kelsey chatter. Is that going to help? I don't I think it Let's get into the Zeitgeist. I don't think so. I think we're not the guys for that job and that's okay and that's why the Ringer is able to exist and and dominate in such a way. Um but they talk about everything over over there. I'm allowed to say wife beater and they're not. So that's a trade-off. There's right? definitely some rule. There's definitely a little more rules over there. I, I would ha I would have to guess. I want I'm curious to ask them about that. I wanted to talk about something that actually just got sent to our chat, but I saw it this morning about uh bad baby um posted her OnlyFans deposits. Her her the money she's earned from OnlyFans. Sure. And I, I just it, it is obviously it's a it's a kind of um declining number over time uh because it's subscription based but april 2021 mm -hmm. viral sensation bad baby pulled in 18 million dollars from only fans in one month 18 million dollars uh, the following month six the following month four three two one so she's we're, we're looking <sighs> at you know 30 million dollars in one year and from what i understand she doesn't even show she's not even nude right on the only fans suggestive photos so it's suggestive photos which makes me think that bad baby is is a more brilliant businessman than bill simmons <laughs> business person um yeah is is i guess it's cool and it's it's disheartening and cool and exciting and interesting that bad baby made more money than most people in in 2021 most people she made more money than most rich people like it's a more money than most professional athletes yeah. movie stars yeah, directors like she, she's producers def she's definitely pulling in more than like emma roberts from american horror story like this is this is good bread <laughs> this is fucking good emma bread. roberts 30 mil is good bread it's cr it's crazy and i i just this is the this to me is the the kind of uh you know this is the north star of the creator economy when you can post suggestive photos on a subscription service and earn $30 million, that's a country I want to live in. You know what I mean? That's good. That yeah. makes me feel good that this is possible. I think I will. I, I don't know much about this. I know that she, I know who she's like. A, she was like a child rapper and turned into like a hoe. She, no, she was. No, she was famous. She was famous for saying catch me cash. Catch me outside on Dr. Phil. Oh, OK, OK. Okay. It's even okay. crazy. It's even crazy. She's a famous provocateur. Yes, but, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that why like there's a reason why she made so much money and I think that the non-nudity thing plays more of a part of it than uh than first glance maybe. Like is it some sort of like long tail tease going on that maybe eventually one day yeah, you will probably. see this is it like cuz it reminds me of when um when, you know, in a in a simpler, more much more toxic time, when the Olsen twins, you could go to a, a website that had a countdown oh, yeah, to the day yeah. that they turned eighteen. It's similar to that for it's sure. A, 
for sure. There's a little bit of that flavor going on where like people have, I guess, enjoyed looking at this catch me outside person. Um, and then now that they are old enough to be an adult and have their own OnlyFans, that adds some weird mm. thing to it. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. You're saying that guys are like, "Damn, I watched you grow up, and now I want to see your titties." Is weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, um, but yeah, but, I but think at least the fact she's making she's money. Not, I think the fact that she's not showing nudity hog. just yeah. suggestive. She's not showing hog. That sort of plays into, yeah, for sure. you know, the weird. It's it's brilliant. The whole thing is brilliant, and I'm I'm I love that it's it exists. Um, right, Jason, yeah, I can't wait to talk to our our, our guest Chris Ryan about Bad Baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you you know Chris, you know Chris from the Ringer, from Spin Magazine, from all the countless podcasts and stories he's written over the years. Um, so let's go tangle with a a, a fellow podcast professional. Okay. My brother's very excited about this. That makes sense. As a ringer slut. I'm a ringer slut. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole-body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafol.com promo code how long.
Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Are you coming to us from your, a home studio? Or are you at Ringer World Headquarters? I, I can't tell. This is Daniel X home studio. I'm coming okay. to you from inside of Sp Spotify's Pod City like uh, studios. Oh, do you guys call it Spotify Pod City or is that <laughs> a, a name you've given it? We use that name entirely. It's the official designation. No, this is just like a studio that we have here at the Spotify offices. Okay. Yeah, this looks nice, Jason. They got the good chairs. They got the Aeron chairs. It, it, we're not really we're not kind of yeah. we're not doing numbers like that. Were were those Aeron's purchased new or used on Facebook Marketplace? Can you confirm that? I can't I, I don't know how the Swedes get down when it comes to office furniture, but they're comfortable enough. Yeah. I'm going to guess that Jason, I'm going to guess those were bought in bulk new is my yeah. guess. And, mm -hmm. and that's just, I'm going out on a limb, but that's where I would say, that's what I would say. That's cool. That's cool. I'm more sustainable, but whatever you guys want to do, especially <laughs> with plastics, but you know, that's a whole other pod. So you got your downtown in the arts district. Is that true? I am right next to the girl and the goat. Um, okay. <laughs> or you're saying that like, we should know it. Is that some? I feel like I, when I've listened to the podcast, you feel like you guys do the run of the the L.A. restaurant circuit. Yes, but I try not to go downtown as as much as possible. But the girl and the goat is that a is that a Chicago restaurant? The, yeah, oh, it's the I, okay. Top Chef woman. Yeah, I've been to the one in Chicago. Yeah. It's actually good. So I apologize yeah. for any any of that disparagement. Um, but you have to go to the arts district every day, uh, like three times a week, pretty much. We're still kind of like in transition phase between like covid work from home and like coming back to the office there's no real like like nobody has to come in but we do go in to do recording so you guys don't do this together no rarely when it's one-on-one -on -one, we do but with guests we've literally never done it with a guest in person okay it just it doesn't it's asking too much of people <laughs> is what we always say it's like <laughs> to if, come by if you have to put on hair and makeup and drive or get in an uber to come do it it's a whole different ask than like you can do this anywhere in the world. Also, it's 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 impossible for me to edit when uh, when we're all in the same room with our vocals bleeding over onto each other's microphones and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. But that's just me because I have a autistic editing style where it's gotta be like, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so thank you for doing this pod. I think it was it was funny. We had a story. It was like a month and a half ago or something like that when when we made this happen, and I was like, oh yeah, Chris, we got to get this guy in the pod, and then. Like a week later, or like a week ago, I was like, Chris Ryan. <laughs> Who's Chris Ryan? Why do we book Chris Ryan? And, and Chris Black was like, you booked him. <laughs> This was you. You told me to book him. Yeah, I, I could feel a little bit of like who whose idea was this on the email chain. Well, because I'm usually in charge of the booking, and Jason's response nine times out of ten is who is this? Why are we doing this? So it was just a nice. Mm -hmm. It was just a nice. It felt good for me to be in the right for once. You know, it was all it really. That's all it really. <laughs> that's all it really was. But yeah. whatever it was, Chris, you had. I mean, I was like, we got to get this guy on, but mainly because. What you do and, and what you do on your pods, I was talking about this in the intro, it's sort of like very similar to what Chris and I do, but just in parallel universes where, like you said, we're talking about regional specific restaurants and complaining about valet and stuff like that. And you guys are doing a bros talking pod, but about the NFL and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like these <laughs> very large, easily digestible things that people love yeah, across the I, world. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it, it has definitely evolved into more of, like, bros talking, I think. The longer we've done it, the more we've kind of loosened up the reins a little bit. Okay. Before, I think we used to be a little bit more programmatic about it. 
Mm. You know, like, wh- what was their show on Sunday night? We should talk about it on Monday morning. And now I think we're like a little bit looser about are you it. Do- are you doing that because that's what you want to do or what has it what that is like organically morphed into or what the crowd responds to? So for the TV stuff in particular, you know, when we first started doing The Watch, which is the TV pod I do with, with, with Andy, mm. it came out of the fact that like Sunday nights on HBO is when people watch TV. They watch Game of Thrones or they watch Girls or they watch mm-hmm. Veep or whatever. And that was just like it. It just kind of like the demand was there to have a discussion on the Monday after because if you went into an office on Monday, a lot of people were like, yo, did you watch Game of Thrones last night or did you see what, what happened on Girls last night? And now it's like, well, there's <laughs> TV is not on at a specific time at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody really watches the same thing at the same time anyway. So we have to have like a little bit more of like a, a loose field yeah. conversation. How, how does it feel though now that because I feel like you guys were doing this so long ago and it's such a high level and, and it's it's different. But the fact that TV is all anyone talks about now, does it feel you know what I yeah. mean? Like does does it does it feel like people are are coming for you or is it better for you? That that ever this is everybody now. Does it feel like when everyone started DJing three, <laughs> ten years ago? And I was like, you didn't put in the work. You weren't in the trenches with me, bitch. Yeah. Who's your Paul? Who's your Paulie D, Chris? That, that's what we're asking. That's what we're asking. <laughs> it's not even that as much as it's like everything has gotten so specific and niche. So you have like for any show, there is like a specialty podcast that's like, yeah, we know you like this and we like it as much as you like it. So let's get into the weeds with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And for, I still, I think Andy and mm-hmm. I still for like 50% of the stuff we watch, we're like, eh, that wasn't that good. Probably stop doing that. You know, and we'll, <laughs> we'll just get like one or two episodes into something and drop it, which is a little bit of a change of pace for us. The funny thing about TV though, also is that like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but like you could go to a party if I went to parties still, I guess. But if you if you go to a party and everybody's talking about TV, the five people over there are talking about Yellowstone in like as if that's the only show on TV, and then five people over on the other side of the room would be talking about a show and have never fucking seen Yellowstone. Bro, in have life. you seen Search Party? It's so good. <laughs> there's there's this there's a selling Sunset Bravo corner, there's yeah. a Yellowstone corner. And there's so much of it that you get serviced by. Like you can just have like your life which is just like I just watch Bravo, man. I don't I don't know anything about Taylor Sheridan. That's right. I don't know uh, anything. Chris, that's me. Thank you for seeing you? me. Well, I I, <laughs> yeah. I have become Yellowstone pilled because it's all of it is available on Delta. Yes. And so I did just watch 13 episodes on the way back from Australia. So I, I was I basically kind of got off the plane and felt like I'd gotten off a horse. You know what I mean? The way yeah. I was moving. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wait, Chris, could you could you tell our listeners how you know? Because like when I'm watching Netflix or Hulu, you, it'll pick up and save the last episode that you're watching. You know, in sequential order. How do you remember which episode to watch of Yellowstone? So. This is something that I've, I guess, according to Jason, I've pioneered. But when I'm on the plane, when the plane lands and I have to turn off Yellowstone, I take a picture of the screen <laughs> where it's visible, the season, the show, and then the time that I left off. Because I, I don't, you know, those systems are shitty. I can't, it's yeah. scrolling. You can't, you're not scrubbing through <laughs> on the plane. You know what I mean? And so you don't just remember it by like, oh yeah, this is the one where Beth got fucked up and like... T- Tried to like have sex. Whoa, slow down, slow down. Well, first of all, Beth getting fucked up and trying to have sex. That's every show. That's every episode. No, I don't have a great, um, I'm not great memory wise. And I think also though, it's, it's like the way when I get in the car in LA, no matter where I'm going, 
I don't know how many times I've been there. I put the Google address yeah, in right, my GPS. Right. It's a very similar thing. We've been trained that when we turn the TV on, it's going to be where we left it. Mm-hmm. So if it's not, I just, my brain scrambles. The weird <laughs> thing is I only do that in LA though. Like in LA, I'm like, yeah. there's like, cause I'm like, also I'm always curious about like, if there's an optimal way to get to fucking Larchmont, but like, <laughs> sure. it's not like when I'm in Philadelphia, I don't ever think about like how I'm getting somewhere. It's just like, oh, there's a trash truck that broke down on the street, so I gotta go to the next one. You know, like yeah. is it because it's you only feel Los like Angeles? If you live in that. Philly, you're you, you're sort of made fun of as a you're called a pussy if you rely on G- GPS over there in Philly compared to Los Angeles. I, I, I think that's probably part of it is that some dude <laughs> might carjack me for looking at ways, but I'm also like I think. Because I grew up in Philly, like, don't you have this with where you grew up where it's like... Yeah, you know it. The you way know you it. know your hometown is it, you can't ever, like, duplicate that in your life. Yeah. Like, you, I lived in New York for 10 years. I would still get, like, turned around sometimes. For I sure. can't get turned around in Philly. That's funny that you say that because I my parents moved. Like, they live in a different... They've lived there for a long time, but they've lived in a different place than, like, where I grew up. So I don't have that experience. I, I like did it was like yeah. that and now they moved i like had to start over you talked to better help about that chris that could be a- <laughs> i need to talk <laughs> to better help about it i know but but it feels like it could home. affect your trauma yeah it's affecting but, my yeah, trauma. whenever i'm whenever i'm back home in orange county in huntington beach and i'm cruising around it is i'll, I'll take the ways i'll put it face down on the on the console and say i got this because i think there's a part of me where if i don't got this then maybe my faculties are like i need to sort of prove to myself in my advanced age that I still know what street comes after that street and where to turn. And, and if I don't, then I almost I might as well end it all, you know, using GPS in LA after an experience I had a couple months ago, I went to go see a soccer match at SoFi. And in my first, it was my Football. first time going to SoFi. And it was like Bro, that hell on earth. We can talk about it. Go ahead, please. Sees Beckham once, by the way, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sees Beckham <laughs> once, And I, I fucking lost my mind because it was because it it was like how long did it it was an hour and a half door to door, (sighs) but then forty minutes parking and walking to the stadium because of where they had they had to park at the forum, and every fucking turn was make a left and now get across two lanes of nonstop traffic to make Mm -hmm. another like caddy corner right. And I was like, so I just could have been on Western this whole time. But this is this is probably the, the California <laughs> these, sketch. These are classic ways problems where it's like, yeah, I'll just drive through Melrose at 6 p.m. <laughs> okay, Waze. <laughs> I don't use Waze for this reason. I like it, though. I'm a little more challenge accepted. Are you that much of a, like, because this happened to me when we went to see The weekend. Uh-huh. I had a similar experience, and I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to come here again. No, never. Like, I think I'm all set. I, <laughs> yeah. I saw it. It's a crazy building. Show was good. But the the nightmare of getting in and out of there is just any event, really, is not worth it. I can't imagine the event that would have to be for me to go back. It would have to be like... <laughs> It would have to be like Bruce Springsteen taking requests from me. You know? like, it would be like, oh, you want to hear Nebraska front to back? Let's go, brother. And Chris, anything right for you? Yeah. No, that's a good. Okay. I might be with you on that. Not, maybe not Bruce, but I like that example. Something, I like yeah. anything. Yeah. I think every, every, there's, like a, there's like a specific age that you hit where you're just like, eh. Like, I, wh- like whatever it is going to be, unless it is Bruce taking requests from you personally, Whatever it is, it is not worth it at a certain age. Yeah. Especially if you're already married or in a relationship. 
you're not a you're not chasing poon anymore it's <laughs> sort right. of like what's the point you know chase chasing poon at my bruce springsteen concerts that's right <laughs> yeah there's not much there's not much poon. well there's some geriatric poon Old, probably older the bruce. berry sweeter the juice um <laughs> yeah. but but speak, that, well, the, <laughs> speaking of hanging up the poon chasing hat yeah um you know chris chris and i podcast a, a pretty good amount three episodes a week i spend many hours you know making podcasts and i, I think about how that affects my brain uh, my relationships and things like that like do you ever feel like when you're talking to your friends or family or loved ones that you're sort of throwing money down the toilet if, if it's not being recorded <laughs> like i'm burning some material right now so i get the i i'm lucky to to podcast with a bunch of my friends so there is like that kind of i mean i don't know how you guys feel like where you're like in a if you're at dinner do you feel like it's also the podcast or do you feel like it's markedly different i guess you could probably be more candid or something like that with each other right We're pretty candid maybe too i mean yeah no, I think candid. there's definitely obviously there's shit you can and can't say that's just the bottom line and the rhythms of the conversation yeah, yeah, probably yeah. change i will find i do find that like because i feel like because i have to be probably so inappropriately plugged into like whatever beat i'm covering whether yeah. it's like basketball or television or whatever if, if you're not talking about then you're watching games and you're watching TV shows. So it, it really is all encompassing of your life. So when I like go back to see my mom who's in her early eighties and she like, did you see that there's this, uh, there's a show about the British Royal family on Netflix. <laughs> I fucking know. I know. I know all about it. I've done, I've done it all. Yeah. You know, like, so like I, I think I have a much shorter uh, patience for like, not like for people who are just discovering things. Yeah. And it's really like a, a, it really sucks as a, a Oh, I'm so I'm a hundred percent with you on that. People try to send me memes. I'm like, bro, anything you're going to send me, I've already <laughs> seen, or it's not funny. Right. And that, and that's why I haven't seen it. Like I you saw this stop. meme in early August. I've the, the tabby swiper. <laughs> I've seen it, et cetera. You know, so that, so you, you're able to sort of separate pod, personality and regular personality or or is has it gotten harder yeah i don't i don't know how much of like performance i actually wind up doing anymore because it's now i'm a volume shooter more than anything okay. so I, if i'm doing like four pods a week there's not a ton of like off mic time or if there is it's like okay it's not that much different you know yeah yeah because some some you know like uh, i guess i'm i'm speaking personally because like my my wife and i will hang out and spend a lot of time together and i i catch myself like running bits or running material by her instead of being more present and I've, I feel kind of bad. I mean, I don't feel like it's bad for the relationship, but does she call you out on it? She does sometimes. Well, not really. No, she doesn't. Actually, what she does more is she tries to like run run bits with me. Oh, and, and which, which is kind of interesting. But then it's kind of like this is kind of my thing, babe. So <laughs> 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 look, I get it. You're funny. I, my entire life is a bit. And I don't think that I don't want it to be separated. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like because then you would have the crushing realization of the, what that means. If your entire life is a bit, if you had to be like taken away from it. Yeah. Like I like who cares? Like what how, what would being more present do for you, Jason? Nothing like it doesn't matter. Like that's that's something people say that I don't think anyone knows what it actually means. Are you saying that because I couldn't get any more present? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I yes, exactly. You're levitating at a presence level that I don't I've never seen from Is there such being. a thing as two present? I just don't think that I just think that if you we talk about this a lot, but I think if you like your job and you like what you do, then it doesn't it really does feel like it's just that's life. There doesn't need to be like these like kind of distinct boundaries in the same way what were the last jobs that you guys had that was like 
you had a separation of work and person like your personal life like that where you were like i go to this thing and i do it all day and then i come home and then like i'm a different guy when i go out and when i worked when i worked as an intake guy to dry cleaners when i was 16 <laughs> i'm not exaggerating i'm not i would tag shirts and I would leave. That was my. That was it. I did. You know. I. I would steal twenty dollars every day. Do some <laughs> skateboarding in the back. Uh-huh. But that was the last. Jo- that honestly was the last job I ever had that, that felt like work. Yeah, I mean, probably the same when I was like sixteen, and I worked. I worked at Sears in the paint department, and I would have to show up and do inventory every Sunday morning. <laughs> I'd have to get there at like six a.m. and move gallons of paint. From an all from a warehouse to the floor and make it look pretty, and that was no. I mean, but then I got into graffiti, so then I started um, removing certain cans of paint and putting it in other places, <laughs> which was beneficial. And then I went and worked in the computer department at Sears, and I'd have five Gateway two thousands on Napster, yeah. slowly downloading, <laughs> you know, hip hop, you know, dilated people's MP threes, yeah, um, and it would take, you know, it would take. You know, seven hours. The complete to get DJ Premiere production discography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it all. Couple, I need it all. Couple TVs. All of that. these things. Yeah. All of these things. I had. I had, Bjork's greatest hits. All that shit. I was thinking about this the other day because I worked pretty much retail from. Oh, in, did you in record stores from okay. high school until my like early mid twenties, and while like working in record stores allowed me to be close to music, which was really the only thing I cared about. Music is life. The one thing I miss is it being like, and 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 your shift is over. Now your shift's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss a the release of being like, yo, it's like let's go out. The ship, like we're done here today. <laughs> yeah, sure. And B because it was like pre-internet and everything. I miss the like work is done now. Totally. And now you can just go do whatever you totally. want. Totally. You can go listen to Elliot Smith at home on your own time, not in the office yes, exactly. anymore. That's really, that's great. That's a nice separation. I think a lot of people do things, or especially when you work from home, let alone having an office job that you enjoy. But I think you have to separate and, and create a lot of things. Like as soon as, you know, this happens, you know, I take a bath, I smoke my doobie, you know, I change into my other clothes. Like those, those sort of things you have to do yourself to create that differentiation i guess no i mean it's it's like but like i know you do have to find the the way to separate batman from bruce wayne on your own i <laughs> i'm in batman mode all the time um That's so right. I, I but it's going to catch up with me like it's i i mean it has caught i was we were joking but like my car got towed because i've just been fucking like i didn't pay the registration because there's just too much going on i forgot about right it. you know what i mean like shit like that it's it feels like i'm losing my my faculties <laughs> as jason said it just feels like but i don't know if like disconnecting at 9 p.m is going to fix that i think that's a fallacy a little bit right. well i guess you'll never know until you try i think the question for you and maybe chris ryan can answer this does chris black need a manager or an assistant more how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me and uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, 
it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did <laughs> korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold i think an assistant do you think yeah. do you do you, th you think you really want somebody telling you what the right move is for you or you no, want no, somebody I, no, being like I, how can I help you? I tell people what the right move is. Yeah, so you just need somebody to be like, "Hey man, pay your registration or <laughs> yeah, give me your card so I can I, pay your I, registration." I want, uh -huh. I, yeah, if you know any really um bright USC, you know, UCLA undergrads that are looking for some experience in the entertainment and fashion fields, <laughs> go ahead and send them my way. Males only. Just just <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Just it's better that way. Are you asking me specifically or is this a broad like shout out to your no listeners. you specifically because you seem you you fe I feel like you would maybe know someone the people that listen to this podcast don't want to help <laughs> maybe me at maybe all. Any so that's people, not, it's like, I'm sure a lot of bright young minds try to intern at the ringer and Spotify you know there's a couple duds didn't make the make the cut hey you guys it didn't really work out for us but I have a great idea exactly. there's, this guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. there's this guy over in West Hollywood he needs some help with with buying bottled water and paying yeah. his registration Good on news, time. Bad I, it's it's easy it's an easy gig, and you get to listen to him talk to his friend from time to time. It's a, there's a lot to gleam. It looks from that. great on a resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks really great on a resume. You ever been exactly. to San Vicente Bungalows? That's about to change. <laughs> you, he won't get you in there, but he can put you in Soho Warehouse. It's fine. Yeah. There's a consolation. Okay, prize. so you you mentioned uh, you mentioned Larchmont. Yeah. Are you uh, where, where do you live in Los Angeles? Los Feliz. If you don't mind doxing. Yeah, Los Feliz. Los, Los Feliz. Yes. Okay. Chris just ate at all time last night. What say you? Uh, what do I say about all time, or what, do, what does Chris say about all time? I uh, what do you I say? Like all time. I think I've lived in in my neighborhood too long. Uh, this is the house that I rented when I first moved to Los Angeles in 2012. Uh, I found it through like corporate relocation housing, like for ESPN when I was working at Grantland, uh -huh. and we just never left. And I, I really love the neighborhood, but it's one of those things where like the stuff in my neighborhood just gets old so fast to me because I just, we, mm -hmm. my wife and I, like we go out a lot. So we just like, we kill restaurants so fast, <laughs> but I do like, I do like all time. A lot. So you burn through restaurants like a TV show perhaps. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> do you guys have that where like, you'll just like, if you get focused on a restaurant, you just hammer it until you're like, you know what? This tastes like shit. I'm not doing this. Anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that with restaurants. I do it with, with 
like foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm in a backyard bowls phase right now where I go every single day. I'm going to eventually be like, I never want to see this shit again. Acai. I, I'm, I'm in now. Acai, yeah. I'm in like a mutually assured destruction relationship with Harvest Bowls and Sweet Green. <laughs> I, I, can I, I'll, I'll just be honest. Let me tell you what, what sometimes I've done here. Let it spread. So if I have a recording <laughs> at like 9.30 in the morning here, I'll come in to the office, like a 20-minute drive down Sunset, and if the next thing I have to do is until like 3, still at the office, I will drive back to fucking Silver Lake to go get sweet greens and eat it at my house like an English school child and then drive back down Sunset to the office. I've done it like three times in the last month. I'm, I'm that's, seriously losing my mind. That's concerning. I'm going to be honest with you. That's concerning. And, and this is coming from a sweet green family. Like this is, this is <laughs> we're pro. SC. Yeah. Is there not one local to the, there's not one downtown? There's one downtown, but like I just, it's easier for me to like just drive back to my sweet green Mm-hmm. Than it is for me to like find a place to double park on Hill Street over here. Yeah. And so the Silver Lake in. Sweet Green, great parking lot in the back, tons of room every time. And then that's close to your house. Yeah, but you know what? Like the like dudes are now starting to camp out in that that I don't mean like unhoused. I mean like like Uber drivers and <laughs> I don't also mean unhoused. like I mean just, Uber drivers. I don't know. I don't actually don't know what community <laughs> is 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 hanging out in this sweet green parking lot. Really? But everybody is just like smoking parliaments and and just long term parking in there. <laughs> Like guys are really having smoking parliaments <laughs> and long time parking is really funny. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and SG has not made a statement on it. You know what I mean? I keep waiting for like maybe like a we we are aware that that you know our parking lot has become like a community meeting space. I don't know. I think uh, it's, it's getting increasingly difficult. We we can go down there and neighborhood watch them. <laughs> That's right. You guys, we got to take this shit into our own hands. You know the the police aren't doing anything. We should get I, Curtis Silva to come through Guardian Angel style. Yes, and just yeah, be we like, could do it. We could do it. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Bring that over to L.A. I'd go over like it'd go over very well. Um, thank you for the organic sweet green mention. Um, just share your sweet green cashew account with us at the end of the show, and we'll make sure to give you a little love. Okay, <laughs> you'll top me off. I'll top you what off. Do you, what are you? Have you tried the new protein plates? This is a real I question. Have. Okay, I have actually. Okay. Do you ever go to Sweet Green for dinner? Do you ever go by there for like a quick dinner? Oh yeah, all the time. Sure. There's something about it that makes me feel a little bit sad if I yeah if I, sad. If I, yeah if I, going going to a very busy lunch restaurant at dinner when there's barely <laughs> anyone in there is depressing. But yes. I find I any also, any fast casual restaurant for dinner. Yeah, that's, is that's kind of true. De- even yeah. even uh even uh what's their other competition? Oh, that, uh, that kind of has a little mixed? more of a cafeteria style. Mix? No, no, no. I think Jason's no. talking about my beloved Dig. Okay. <laughs> no, it was. But a, that's it's only a in New York, not thing. Dig. Uh, but I mean, like what Chipotle at dinner is kind of different. No, it's like yeah. they used to have one right by the um, the Arc Light. There's one in Glendale by me, and it's like a cafeteria style. And I would always get like a like a seared tuna, like mashed potatoes, oh, veg- and not Veggie Grill, right? Not Veggie Grill. God. Fucking oh, um, Tender Greens. Tender, tender Greens. greens. Tender Greens. Yeah. Even a Tender Greens at, at yeah. dinner. With a two top is is kind of dark. Even if you get a little white wine, it's tr- it's a little dark. And then you but always you at always, that you, point just get taken home. You run the risk of like uh, the cashier or the attendant like kind of recognizing you from lunch and be like, "Oh hey, oh that that's, hey what's that's up dark. man?" <laughs> Not from Spotify this video, like, but from lunch. Yeah, <laughs> this feels like Back something again. that's happened to you, and that's why you're bringing it up. Yeah, that, like oh, I'll like put Raul, put twice my in one up day. and put sunglasses on, like I'm fucking Chalamet <laughs> trying to duck the paparazzi. <laughs> But it's really just because I'm getting miso salmon after six. You're like, oh god, she- Sheila's working a double. I didn't see this one coming. 
<laughs> I can't handle this. My my ego can't handle this. Chris, are you a protein kind of guy? Do you do you are you like conscious of how much nutrition you're putting in your body, or are you more of a just kind of sustenance, keep it going guy? Uh, I'm I'm relatively conscious, but it's it's not it's not something I sweat too much. Like I uh, mm. my wife has been back in New York for a couple of weeks now, so I've been bachelor nice. padding it at my house. You're having some husband. What what's your husband meals looking like? Just sweet green. Yeah, biscuit? I mean, like honestly, like if if I'm feeling like I want to treat myself i go to forage and get you know get, get a little korean fried chicken bowl or something naughty naughty i like the i like that you only eat food in bowls that is something that I, yeah that's something I, really, <laughs> I, I like that and you found what you like so I, I think if i were you and i was having a husband meal while the old ball and chains out of town I'd be at Ye Rustic Inn watching, oh, you know, watching the Clippers or something. Put away some wings for sure. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I find that okay. LA is not that like hospitable to like the single man who wants a burger and a beer at the bar. Wow. Uh, I think it's like it's like th- that's like an East Coast thing for sure. Yeah, eating alone is an East Coast thing. Eating like here is it's it's frowned yeah. upon. And like when you go into a bar and you're just like just just one, just one. And uh, they put you somewhere like it's it's a little dark. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do it in New York all the time here. That's why I go to Sweet Green. There's no judgments there. Yeah. Even under those harsh yeah. fluorescents yeah. at 630, they're they're just trying to get you out of there. <laughs> they're not <laughs> they're, like, they're we, not judging you for your time. We were hoping we could we could close early tonight. <laughs> exactly. Houston's is good for a solo burger bar. My wife does a lot of solo dining at Din Tai Fung, actually. Oh, yeah, that's you a good can, idea. You can get a spot at the bar kind of easily. Yeah. Houston's is too busy because people will pull up and eat like Groups of three will eat at the bar because there's nowhere to fucking sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, three plus one, that's four. We got room. We got room for a solo, bro. <laughs> you guys need a fourth? Can I just yeah. jump in here? <laughs> you, you guys need a fourth? I would love to break bread. You guys, Where are you guys at Yellowstone? Where should we go? Where should we start there? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You guys like TV, right? You look like you watch TV. Man, Beth's fucking crazy. Let's talk about her, huh? <laughs> um... I wanted to talk about like the Ringer and and Spotify universe. There's a, like I've been reading stuff about how like the Rogan contract is is running up next year and what's going to happen. That you have been reading about, you know, investments in podcast creators that didn't work out so well, and investments in networks that maybe didn't work out so well. It seems like Rogan and Ringer are kind of the the two things that are like working really well. Yeah, I would. I mean, would you? Would you more or less disagree? I think there are other things that are working well, but like, yeah, I guess call her daddy, maybe. But you know, yeah. But there's been a lot of stuff that ended up being stinkers, investments that didn't work out so well, a lot of things shifting around, and I'm seeing a lot of maybe budgets opening up next year. Uh What do you think, Chris and I need to do to maybe get uh, get get a little deal over there? Swedish blessings, yeah. To Uh, get the Swedish blessings, I don't need a call her daddy size. You know, it can be smaller than that. We're more of a niche kind of thing, and we understand that. So just keep that in mind. It doesn't need to be eight figures. High. It can be a mid mid seven. I well, I'm personally negotiating the Rogan renewal. So as soon as I'm done that, I'll definitely run it <laughs> okay, up. Okay, this is perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy for the job. I knew it. Sure. Leave a couple M on the side <laughs> for us. We don't take much. But I mean, yeah. What I mean, what do you? I mean, obviously. I mean, I guess not obviously, but you may have listened to us before. I have, yeah, but some some of my friends have come on the pod before. I, I've I've listened to the podcast. I enjoy it very much. Okay, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. So we have it. friends in the we have friends in the building. This this feeling. I guess good maybe already. other than yeah. us becoming famous, uh-huh. is there something <laughs> that maybe you could 
like some suggestions or tips that might make us a little bit more. Do you guys really want to sacrifice your pure, pure independence, the ability to just like like come and go as you please? You want to be be like into corporate ownership? Look, my, now? my wife has a standard of living that is. Yeah, for me to I'll do it. Chris, let me tell you something about myself. I'll do anything for the right price. <laughs> and selling out to the corporate lords of Spotify, I have I mean, no we do we do McDonald's ads, so we're kind of Yeah, we don't give a shit. Like the we ships are already we, out to give, sea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Chris, you're this is not a Fugazi t-shirt that you're wearing right now. That's just like an <laughs> affectation. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, no. I I I come from a Fugazi background. Yeah. But I am. He's a little more. Chris this is not my... a Tom Ford T-shirt nowadays. I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, that is something that would get me to SoFi as a Fugazi reunion for what it's worth. Sure. <laughs> I love. I like the idea of everybody paying five bucks. We're going to see Fugazi at SoFi. <laughs> yeah. Parking but, is fifty, but the show is five, and the show never starts because Ian's constantly telling people not to like mosh and to respect each other in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> fifty thousand people. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't think we're look. We're not looking to sell out, but I think that we've seen so many of our peers, you know, kind of get to this spot, and it's like, well, that is. I mean, the Caller Daddy is a great example. I've never listened to it, and it's. But I, I and now she's doing this tour, right? Right now, yeah. And I saw the footage of New York, and it's fucking insane. It looks like it's like, it looks like it's Oprah live. You know what I mean? It's like, like a, a convention. Like, yeah, it's got the full screens. It's got like furniture. You know, it's like a whole. She wears a headset mic. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so it's so impressive. You know what she's done, but like I, I just I. Is it that it's just that general interest, I guess, is a part of it. The same way sports are, the same way TV is in some ways. There's so many people that are interested in it. Yeah. And I think she actually has been, she's been around, Alex has been around for a while. Like when she, they did that yeah. show with Barstool, and Barstool has such like a, like, like an incredible fan base for their stuff. So yeah. it winds up building and building and building. I mean, that's the thing is that like a lot of the shows that we're doing now have their, their roots in like doing Grantland and like, like 10 years ago now. So, some yeah. of it is just time spent. I, that, I'm I'm not answering your question about uh about <laughs> how much money Spotify will pay for how long gone because I just don't want to show my <laughs> cards yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sure, you're you're a master negotiator, is, and <laughs> your boss has said, "Hey, look, this is the max we can do." Yeah, go in there and make it. Go get on it the done. pod, talk about fucking sweet green for twenty minutes, and then <laughs> and then get it done. Make your your last best and final <laughs> offer. Yeah, best and final. And I, I don't know how you can slide a slip of paper across the digital desk in this situation. But it'll, it'll appear in the Zoom chat. It'll say, Bing. Yeah, it's, a Zoom <laughs> chat, but it's, it's a it's a bad iPhone photo of a white piece of paper with a number on it. <laughs> we're going to need a couple more zeros. It's it's not that much different than it was when we were at the ringer is, is the answer to your question. I guess if you're asking like how things have changed or anything. I mean, if you're asking how 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 you guys can get get rich, I, I don't know, but. <laughs> It's like pretty much like the way we were making the the company back then. It's just, you know, we have a little bit more resources sure. and obviously like the studios and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you guys do live shows sometimes, live podcasts. Yeah, we've started doing more now. Like right in 2019, I feel like we were like about to start doing them, and then and then we like we went to we did one at Sundance in 2020, and then mm. like right after that, like the work. The COVID hit, so you just really... you did one a little while ago at the El Rey in LA. Yeah, we did. I know you guys are doing that soon. Right? Saturday night, we're doing that this weekend. 
Yeah. Any uh, we have we've never done a podcast there. How does it feel? What's the backstage like? Which you know any uh, I like the insider LA info What's- a lot as as a podcast like because they put they put like seats down and there's like there's like the sort of booths almost to mm-hmm. the side. So it is pretty cool like to actually to do it there and it's just the right size. I feel like really huge rooms for podcasts are a little bit odd. You know, yeah, that's why we we're keeping it exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why we're keeping it at El Rey. Too big. It just feels <laughs> impersonal. You know, I, I don't <laughs> doing a doing a podcast at the El Rey to me seems insane. Like that, right. that feels that's my own private sofi in so many ways. To think that we're able to do a show there, I'm I'm still processing my inferiority complex or whatever but do you feel like how long gone fans are like particularly like animated you know like as a crowd like or are they pretty like they are they pretty like we keep it we yeah keep they it cool they yell to... they yell stuff it depends on the city they, they laugh let's be let's okay. be honest denver and san francisco yeah they're dull as a fucking board but you know other <laughs> other places they are lit when we were in copenhagen it was a little different but that's only because of their nobody told us that people wait to show their appreciation and applause after you're done talking, not while you're talking. And that's just like a, a regional specific type of thing, but cultural difference. Typically in our, in, in our normal cities, wherever we do shows, they are, people are laughing along and they're participatory and stuff like that. The L Ray is cool. Uh, we, we've, we did a rewatchables at the new Beverly theater, which was pretty, which was pretty fun just Mm -hmm. as like a, a, like not a one off, but like it was, it was, it was a cool experience. Are you guys, Chris? Have you ever played? Have you guys ever done Atlanta? Like, have you ever done hometown shows? Would you do? Yeah, we've done Atlanta. We've done Atlanta a few times. Okay, um, it's fine. It, it's not the best. It's not. It doesn't touch New York or L.A. You know, right? Um, his, his parents come. That makes it different. My my parents come. Oh, that's yeah, nice. So it's nice. I mean, it's, it's good. It's just. I mean, Chicago's better though. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, it just doesn't. You know, it. it I, I guess I've been gone too long. Maybe. Yeah. That it. That it. You know. That I have no. Like it doesn't really. I'm from there, but it's been 20 years. You know, but it's not or, like a sentimental return for you or anything like that. No, no, no. Also, the, I, I don't. I'm not a big sentimental cat. Um, and the <laughs> okay. the places that I the places that I like grew up going to aren't really there anymore. You know, yeah. Like for the yeah. most part, like they're kind of that's what happens. You know, is Philadelphia? Do you, are there places that you go there where it's like you know what really this was my shit is weird is that my neighborhood in Philadelphia my the neighborhood my mom still lives in, which is where I grew up, has gone through like pretty much this transformation where like I love it now. Like it was always like fun, but it was like you. Gr- I grew up there, so I couldn't really see it with open eyes and yeah. everything. It's right by where uh, the art museum is in Philly, and then now all of a sudden there are all these like great bars and restaurants in that neighborhood. So it's actually pretty like fun to go back. Mm-hmm. It's just the same thing though, where it's like everybody. Who I know in Philly is like either has like two or three kids or doesn't live there anymore. Yeah, I mean that's what happens. That's what happens. But I, I think that I feel the same way when I go back to Atlanta. It's it's um it's a better place to go now. Like yeah. there's more to do. It's like a higher quality. I'm sure Jason feels the same way about Orange County. Orange County, it's really <laughs> the Renaissance. Things are great, dude. The fish tacos are bang. There's pros and cons. I mean, like it's become uh you know a conservative racist cesspool that. <laughs> And they, they listen to exclusively country music, which is that's all bad where we used to have sublime and yeah. and small businesses. And now but now there's an Equinox and a and an Erewhon and a sweet green. Like my mom sent me a text yesterday like, oh, the sweet Green's opening up in Huntington Beach. Do you know when it's going to open? And then I texted my friend Nate, who was one of the owners, and he's like, yeah, I'll 
I'll put her name on the guest list for the opening party. And she's just like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. It's <laughs> crazy. So like there, so there are pro, like it's a bummer to see your old hometown go, but it's nice to see like it's cool that now my mom can go to Sweetgreen, and if I go visit, I can go to Equinox or whatever it may be. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that stuff is just so inevitable with cities and the way people cry foul when it happens is just like yeah. what do you what do you want like what do you think is going to happen you know especially like in New York it's insane to me like. Yeah, bro. Every neighborhood is eventually going to be $10 million brownstones. And that's just what, that's just how God intended it. There's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. It's like, that's the whole also getting sentimental about city banks. Like, this used to be a city bank. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Now it's, yeah. I mean, like, when I was there, that's like, it was every single, there was a, either a gap or a Starbucks or both on every block. For sure. And I was like, when I was working at Kim's, it was like, that was like really the peak of like, I think it was actually like pretty convenient and fun in around St. Mark's, but like the idea of comparing early 2000s St. Mark's to like 1970s yeah, you, St. Yeah, Mark's you can't do that. when yeah, it was actually yeah. cool. And now when I go to St. Mark's, I'm like, this shit is cooked. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I hate it. <laughs> for here. sure. Like, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you worked at Kim's? Yeah. 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 I was uh, uh, the rap, a rap in Indie Grok buyer in the back. So I, I wasn't on the floor that much, but okay. 2001 to like 04, I think. That's a, that's yeah. a nice sweet spot for both of those genres. I gotta say. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, any, I, I only worked at Kim's and then I started working at like magazines and websites and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a, such a success story. I never worked in a record store. Um, and why is everyone that works at a record store a dickhead? I don't know because honestly, in retrospect, it's the best job I ever had. It was like so fucking nice. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, you had to stand a lot. I got but so many free CDs, dude. It was sick. Can you put things in alphabetical order? Then you can work here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, re the register will do the math. All you have to do is file this stuff away. And then every once in a while, like maybe give somebody some like sincere advice about what to buy mm. i mean i i do but but it has been like there's a place in atlanta i grew up going to called wax and facts that's been there forever and it's like a legendary spot and i, I would go there i mean you know for years multiple times a week and they would just treat you like dog shit i never cracked that shit one time no one would mm -hmm. even fucking smile at me yeah. you know what i mean and they just look like shit like their back hurts they're all hunched over <laughs> and it just it's just like this seems like your passion. Like, that's why you're like, obviously you'd rather be a musician or whatever most of the time. Right. But like, this is what you love. You're not, you're not flipping burgers. I, I, I have, I have worked every record store I've ever worked at. Like the internal culture was like to treat people with total contempt. Why? <laughs> but, <Yeah>. but that's, <laughs> I don't know why. Honestly, it was like kind of like a, it was kind of bracing to enter a new industry and be like, Oh, so I'm not supposed to be like a surly prick every morning. Yeah, every like, single thing someone says to me, I have to be like, "That's bad." Yeah, that could get exhausting. Yeah, no, it was, but it was, I, it was, it was honestly like, it was never spoken. It was never. It was just the idea of customer service was completely foreign. Mm -hmm. The idea that you would be like, we really want word of mouth to get out there that this is a fun <laughs> place to come and shop, and that if you need help finding something, that these people are just they yeah. can't wait to help you. We want to actively gatekeep our products from you that you're trying to purchase yes and that you're no, you're not ready you're for interrupting this, me like trying to talk to this woman or something like that I or you're interrupting <laughs> me yeah like i'm 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 busy i yeah. think i wonder I, I wonder now i actually 
you know, because you go into any cool record store and they have to sell fucking Taylor Swift, 180 gram, you know, and Olivia Rodrigo and shit. And, and that's definitely why their doors are still open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wonder, <laughs> wondering if that surliness may have had to kind of step back because, you know. That definitely happened to me at Newberry Comics because that was the job I had uh, during college in Boston. And Newberry Comics is a really good record store. But as I was there, they started selling um, South Park memorabilia as like basically like what that was like basically how they made their money was selling south park socks like the stuffed poop toy or whatever uh-huh. and uh it really like it it really like sort of diminished the fact that we would have like a limited edition 12 inch and somebody would be like yeah but what i need is like the chef and the poop to, to, for my kid for christmas that yeah i mean a lot of those places turned into like we sell toys and yeah. comics and all that. Yeah. It's like that is dor- there's if records are fucking dorky. <laughs> the only thing you can make it that makes it more dorky is fucking toys. Yes. And comics. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Kim's Cursed. ever went that route, but Kim's is also closed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say maybe they should have. Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad they held strong. Kim's died with their boots on, though. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> when when you were when when it was twenty. You said two thousand one to four. Yeah, like around four. Yeah. So, so you're you're in your early twenties, I'm assuming. Yeah. I guess bef- around that time, were you making music of your own at all? Oh, never. No, no. Okay. I was like, good man. Bri- briefly in like an emo violence band in Boston for one show. That's Boston. And that then, tracks for Boston. Never ever. What did you like, play in this emo violence band? Vox. 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 <laughs> I played. I played frontman. His instrument yeah. was throat on the liner notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I gotta say, no, no. D- depending, like, it doesn't matter. It's regardless of any format. But the, but the sort of hardcore emo to podcaster pipeline is undeniable. Yeah. From from the Ringerverse to us to so many other shows and other people we've talked to. They're just like, oh yeah, I I like Ink and Dagger. Yeah, and you're like what? It's what it's what the University of Miami is to the <laughs> NFL is what yeah. the emo <laughs> hardcore scene was for contemporary well put. podcasters. I don't know yeah. what that through line is. Were you into <laughs> that in 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 Philadelphia like growing up? No, Philly. I was probably more into like rap and stuff in high school. And then when I got to college and moved to Boston, I fell in with a bunch of guys who were doing basement shows in Mission Hill. And that was like, I was into indie rock, but that was like my introduction to this whole other kind of music. Like in some ways I'm kind of a dilettante because I think I always, even at a pretty young age when it was incredibly uncool to do this, identified more as like a music critic or like a writer Mm -hmm. or whatever, rather than like a musician or even like, I was a fan obviously, but like it, it, I, I think I already started kind of like looking at things in this, um, in this critical way like uh but at, when i moved to boston like that was like i was by myself and and met these guys who were like they were in a band and they were like they lived around the corner from like the hydra head house and like mm-hmm. there was oh, just like you know like sick. when i got my job at the record store like there were guys from Caven or whatever who would like worked yeah. at the warehouse and they would drop stuff off and it was like much more of a social thing than it was damn, not Caven. oh damn not Caven. <laughs> yeah bro. first first Caven album is sick bro so good. classic no it's a classic i think they're back i think yeah i, th- I think they're back they all are yeah i mean you know uh you know, the, the best part about Caven is how bad that 
stuff looks now. It looks the aesthetic. So, the yeah. artwork and shit looks so dated. Like Wrong. more than other stuff for some reason. <laughs> oh, it does. It looks it looks so dated. It looks what crazy. what what artwork from that era is not dated. No, no. It's all dated, but that one in particular feels like I think. Be, I think because you're you're against that aesthetic so much. Well, it's an ugly aesthetic, but like if you want to put a botch See? poster in your room, by by all <laughs> means, you go off. But it's an ugly aesthetic. It is. So wait, what's your preferred aesthetic though from that? From I that mean, era? It, none of it's great. I you know saves I, the day. Saves the day sitting on the couch. Saves the day sitting on the couch is iconic. Is the reality. I mean, whether whether we like it or not, that is an iconic album cover. It's because it's clean. It's collegiate. It's safe. That's. What I mean, Chris I think likes. some of the. I think some of the Converge stuff was cool, and it was just like a painting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like or whatever. And that was the guy who's the singer from Converge did all that. Yeah. Right? yeah. But then you see the artwork on shirts and stuff now, and you're like, no, no, yeah. no. Like I can't wear that. It feels like. Almost twee now. I, I can't explain it. It's a very strange. It is sensation. a little twee. It is. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I, you're not masculine enough to wear something like that, Chris. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not. <laughs> no, but he he does have a full Jane Doe chest piece tattoo. Like. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I know Jason's wearing his tank top, but it's just below it. <laughs> I stopped listening to Converge after Jane Doe, um, or I guess I stopped listening to hardcore once it started doing. Uh, I guess emo violence maybe is when I stopped listening when. When the vocals would go from traditional hardcore to like the pussy singing, yeah, then I was, that's when I was like, I'm out, kind of. Thing. You don't like you don't like a scream. You don't like a a fast like a quiet loud, quiet loud, quiet loud kind of structure. I, I was okay with that, but when it when it got into that melodramatic like yeah. falsetto singing about like. A girl not calling you back. Well, also, also like none of not summer, a single one like of summer them, school. Not a single one of them could sing, so that kind of did cause a problem that that yeah. no one could actually sing. Um, and it was kind of rewarding. I was I was more almost, into the, like the worse you were. The start stoppy of of like a Deftones maybe was a little bit more palatable for me, where it's like sort of a, a troubled whisper into the mic. Yeah. Versus a yeah. I believe a pained whisper because every member of the Deftones is like a construction worker. So I do know that they, you know, they didn't get off early today as so they missed their session. So I can't Carpal believe tunnel. it. Yeah, it could be Got anything. a nail through the foot earlier <laughs> exactly, this morning. Exactly, yeah. Chino got a nail through the foot and that kind of informed his vocal style. Oh my God. The job site was so busy. We didn't even have insurance. It's crazy. So Chris, now that you're an adult man in your 40s uh, as a retired hip hop head, what kind of new music are you listening oh, I to? I just listen to botch. Okay, so botch only. You're not listening to Good man. you're not listening to young nudie or anything. There's nothing. Is there anything new that you're listening to? Uh, yeah, actually, like there's a lot of um stuff that is I I think is somewhat referred to as hardcore adjacent that's come out over the last year that I like a lot. Like where it's bands who are obviously like either members were in hardcore bands or like there's elements of hardcore in it, mm -hmm. but. I really like the spiritual cramp record uh, that just came out a couple weeks ago. That's kind of like more like like seventies punk meets hardcore stuff, and has a little bit of Elvis Costello or the Clash oh, to it. Okay. It's really good. Oh, okay, um, then that sounds good. Yeah, that's really good. I like the Military Gun album. People love that shit. People love yes. that. I like. Do you like Narrowhead? Yes, I do. Yes, that's good too. I like that as yeah, well. Yeah, there's like this. The craziest thing is how how many bands right now sound like Hum. It's like this you ran know, random hum is a it's that the way that that's fetishized on the internet and they had one song. Yes. Is is they it, one hit. Yeah. But right. but the 
You know what I mean. Like it's fine. But you can you can if I was like, here's stars. Do you have to listen to more hum? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Like we, we we it starts and stops with that song. Yes. And it, it there's like a phase where like it was like a reference point. And I'm like, guys, this wasn't a real band. Like they weren't really a band. No, it's incredible to watch the, the late nineties get excavated like that and just be like, Oh, this is what you guys of all the things to be like <laughs> yeah. obsessed over it's like these guys because that was like an mtv like one hit wonder kind of situation yeah and they were like in label limbo for a while and like i think they put out like three albums i like hum uh and they put out a record recently too like they put out like a comeback record yeah we're i'm all set you're good <laughs> i'm all set i don't i didn't need the first one i needed one song i got that from you we can we can pack it up uh so there's this da david fincher movie coming out uh it's out now called the killer and uh the the funniest I've heard it's very good it's it's an amazing movie and one of the best things about it is that the killer uh played by michael fassbender only listens to the smiths oh like cool. that's really <laughs> the entire mm -hmm. the entire movie it's only smith songs that he's listening to on an ipod nano and i need to get back to that or i need to find that i need to find the band the one band that i'm putting on a not connected to the internet device dude that just is listen to that you might get me to go buy a ticket to a movie now that i i don't yeah. like it's it's tough but it's on net it's on netflix dog i don't have to go oh great i'm already a subscriber that's amazing yeah. well i used to i used to do that where i, I had i had the nano the, the the bigger one with the screen and I would yeah as soon as my plane would land wherever I was I would have like a song that I would play and that would sort of be like all right <laughs> now my new life in in Denver begins yeah he'd put on his he put on his little Radiohead song and walk through the airport yeah yeah, yeah. I put on my amnesiac and I'm and then like my life is a <laughs> movie uh, so, because of Bonnie Vare so disconnected from modern life <laughs> as I go through this terminal uh -huh. wait what'd you say hold on let me turn my iPod <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> um all right chris well thank you for taking the time to chat with us we appreciate it this was a pleasure thanks guys it was, it was a we appreciate you thank you i didn't i honestly i knew you know you have a, a rich music background but i didn't expect yeah emo to come up so i'm always i'm always happy and anytime to, we to, could get to the aesthetics of jacob brandon cover art i think we've done a yeah good thing. That, that's the that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> what what was the name of the of the emo violence band that you were th playing throat for <laughs> uh it was called crash activated we played one show with cattle decapitation <laughs> and oh, uh shit. and tristeza not Whoa. tristeza <laughs> yeah oh we're going into the crates other, baby. Yeah. Other, other than your band what a lineup <laughs> <laughs> i used to love both of those bands i mean yeah, I'm sure your band sick. was great too it's just you only played one show so it didn't really make it over to to oc yeah too bad but that's how you that's how you stay <laughs> that's how you stay mythic you play one show mm -hmm. you know you kind of disappear we just couldn't get along, you know. Everybody stuff. who saw that show started a band that also only played one show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've inspired. You've inspired your peers. I gotta say, I I have uh, much much like my Hulu menu. I have decision fatigue as to what song will be played at the end of this episode. It's uh, you just threw so many names at me, and I'm fucked up now. I don't know if Cattle Decapitations on iTunes, but you can, you can try. <laughs> I have the file somewhere. I'm gonna have to rip a seven inch. I have the technology. It's probably it's probably on an old Nano that you can unlock. Yeah. He can take yeah. it. He can take it out of the nano for sure. So I'm gonna call my mom. See, see if it's in the garage. Um, well, thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Check out, check out Chris Ryan on the on the Ringerverse. He's 
He's got how many episodes of The Watch you guys have? Like 800 something now? We just did 800. Yeah. Jeez. We just did the 800th episode. Cranking. I know. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're making us look prepubescent. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Later, bro.